we're going to move a little bit into chapter two then, if you don't mind. Um, I don't know how far we'll get, but we'll just do what we can here and into the creation of Adam and Eve. And we haven't even finished the days of creation yet because we have what day left? Seven. seven. Yeah, so we're actually not done with the story of the seven days yet. And then we're going to go back to day six after that. So thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Vast array here is the same word for armies or host. Um, Sabaoth and the feminine. Here it's actually Sabayim. So the, the, the Yomim, or, or rather, um, yeah, Sabayim, the days and their vast array and so forth. So by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. And on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Now that doesn't mean that God rested forever. Because Jesus says, my father has been working until now and I am working. So the father does do work today. So, and the work of the father includes preservation. That is, how does God, how does God give me an apple today? I don't actually go out to the tree and pick an apple myself. So God works through apple pickers and truck drivers and salesmen and my, my grocery guy and then the nice lady who out at uh, the grocery store I use, which is um, Schutz's in Sleepy Eye. That's my grocery store. So there's a nice little display there as you go in on the left where all the vegetables and fruit are and the little Braeburn apples are in their little cubby hole. And because I was a missionary in Washington State, I became addicted to Braeburn apples because that's where they grow them. And so they're also kind of cheap and, uh, and they're tasty. And uh, so I, I, I buy the Braeburn apples and so forth. I used to really favor Granny Smith's. I don't know why, but I did. Maybe prejudicial. Yeah. Do you know how the Granny Smith apple was actually um, made? It is a hybrid. Yeah. It, 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 it came from the early days of the prisoners in Australia. Um, there was a, a woman, Granny Smith, who would cut up, who would, who would bake pies and she would slice. And, and she had no, really no, no say on what apples she got. Whatever anybody had was what apples she used. So she would cut up any old apple and uh, sit there at her kitchen window um, putting just car cutting the apple slices and throwing them out her kitchen window, her open window, um, and making apple pies for people, and uh, and then out in the out in her yard grew these trees and they hybridized, and she got this tough, tart, big green apple that eventually took over, and it's is the Granny Smith apple. She might be the same lady who, when a ship blew into the harbor in Sydney Harbor, filled with, um, I think it was oranges. Yeah, it was oranges. They were all going to go bad because the ship could not possibly get back to civilization to sell the oranges. And, the ca and they were already starting to go bad, actually. And the captain of the, of the ship, or, the, or the, whoever it was, sold them. In, in Sydney Harbor, and, and, and a lady, it might have been the same Granny Smith, said, you know, she had kind of a Scottish background, and, oh, I'll make a wee jam. And she invented marmalade 
by 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 basically canning all of these oranges in a strange way. But that's what Marm also all but also an Australian, I believe, an Australian invention. Um, or else or else it was in Scotland, but I thought it was actually Australia, like the Granny Smith apple. Anyway, um, but the work of the father, preservation through people like that, you know, we, he still preserves us and what we have through the work of many, many people. Um, you know, I mean, if you think about your home and how even the wood is preserved in unusual ways, you know, by the, 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 the good men and women who lay carpet and paint walls and so forth. There are all kinds of ways that God preserves us and takes care of us um, and looks after us with everything that Luther says in the, in the catechism with clothing and shoes, meat and drink, house and home, land, cattle, and so forth. And This slide may not make sense to anybody who just looks at it, but deism was the religion especially of who? Anybody know what deism is? That's dualism. Deism is that there is a God, but he's disinterested. Deism is picturing God out for a walk. So he took the universe, wound it up like a wind-up clock, or pulled the, what are they in a cuckoo clock that you pull? The, um, the, uh, the pine cones, right? And he wound up the universe set it on a shelf, and now he's out for a walk. He's not even in the room anymore. So he's kind of preserved things, but he's not really involved. And who were the famous deists? They were the founding fathers of the United States of America. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, the Adamses. These guys were deists. They believed that there was a God, and they thought it's important to talk about God because besides being deists, they also had funny handshakes. So they were also what? Masons. They were part of the Masonic Lodge. And so, almost all of them. A lot of them. And so um, the Masonic symbols are present in a lot of our, in a lot of the, 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 uh, the buildings in Pennsylvania and in Washington D.C. and so forth, and and our money and the and the top of the of the of the Washington Monument and so forth with the pyramid, and so forth on on top of things. That's uh, so, but deism falls here in verse three, because um, God blessed the seventh day, made it holy, because on it He rested from all the work of creating that He had done, but He didn't stay resting. He rested on that day. He's not out for a walk. He is still present and active. Um, and what's the reason for the Sabbath? Well, Jesus tells us the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath day is there so man can recharge his spiritual batteries. It's also there so that hardworking men and women can get a day off. But the primary reason for the Sabbath day is for our faith. So recharge your faith, even if you have to work on the Sabbath day. Um, and who does work? When no, no matter what day it is that we set aside to worship, that's our Sabbath day. Who works on the Sabbath day? Pastors. Pastors. But are we recharging our spiritual batteries? I hope so. Absolutely. 
Yeah, we're recharging. If I'm preaching, then I'm preaching. If I'm not preaching, I'm listening. You know, and I'm helping with the Lord's Supper or helping with the children or helping with the adults or what, however it is that I'm helping out and, and working. Um, so, so, yeah. And should you take a day off during the week or at least a half day off to recharge your physical batteries? Yeah, it's a wise thing to do. Yeah. And who never, ever gets a day off? God. And moms. Yeah, yeah. Here in the earthly paradise of unfallen Eden, there was a need for rest and for the study of God's word. Even in a perfect world, in perfect idyllic conditions, you know, where, where, the, where the fruit is hanging off the trees and there's hardly any physical labor at all. You know, there's just, oh, honey, I invented the backstroke today. You know, there's stuff like that. And they still had a need for rest and for studying God's word. For Adam and Eve, all of God's word was oral. From not, not you know, from, from God directly, not written yet. But it was the oral word of God. What did God say? Let's talk about that. Remember what God said. God has said a lot of things. Be fruitful and, and increase in number. What does he mean by rule over all of the animals and so forth? Why, when God talks about animals, did he talk about them in five categories? They had stuff to think about. You know, and every, every once in a while, God would add, and God would keep talking and blessing, and they would continue to talk um, and be blessed themselves. So Adam praised God, taught his wife and children, made sacrifices, gave thanks, etc. There were a lot of things to do on the Sabbath day. This is obviously before and after the fall here. And then the establishment of the Sabbath also proves that man was created to be eternal since God's true Sabbath rest is eternal. So man was not created to, 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 to be mortal and to die. He was created originally to live forever. And so there was this cycle of Work and rest, work and rest, work and rest. What will it be like for us in heaven? Work and rest, work and rest, work and rest. Well, we will, well, we will certainly glor glorify God and praise him. Yes, but that's you know, every day, wasn't it? And uh, probably every moment of every day. Yeah. But there will also be the, the labor. You will be satisfied in heaven mm -hmm. and you will not be... Um, you will not become depressed because you're not contributing, which is something that happens to people today, yeah. you know, and, and, and so forth. But will, will there also be that moment, you know, honey, I learned the uh, flying around equivalent of the backstroke today or, or whatever. I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> Hebrews 8. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. So we will know God, and yet we will rejoice in what God has done. You know, who learns something brand new on Christmas Eve about the Christmas story? Not many of us, right? But we still tell the Christmas story. We love the Christmas story. I want to hear the Christmas story on Christmas Eve. And what's more than that, if I can possibly do it, I want my dad to read it in a 400-year-old translation. 
you know, from a cracked old Bible that's falling in half. That's what I want to hear on Christmas Eve or soon after Christmas, if possible. You know, that's, that's, I want to share that with my family. Um, imagine doing that every single day, every single evening. Psalm 95, they shall not enter into my rest. God's rest is eternal. And Adam would have lived there until he was carried away by God to heaven. That's how Luther describes it. You know, Adam would have just been there in, in, in the earthly paradise forever unless God had come and said, I want you in my heaven. The way he came and got Enoch. The way he came and got Elijah. You know, oh, it's time for you to be over here with me now after a while. A couple millennia or whatever it would have been. Uh, uh, yeah, an upgrade <laughs> to heaven. Upgrade, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but Eden was also the best that the earth has to offer in its in its place, in its time, in its quality. Um, it was ideal. It was also strange, as we're going to see as we as it's described for us, because it had a river that works backwards. Um, in 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 our experience, rivers flow into the sea in Eden. There's a river and all the rivers flow out of it rather than into it. So it has, there's a river that flows through Eden and it has four headwaters. It breaks off into four other rivers. That's not the way rivers usually work, but in Eden it does. Which also suggests to me, that because I've also heard of gravity, that Eden was also high up if if these four major rivers all flowed down out of whatever this was, you know, wherever Eden was. It also is an is a interesting suggestion for all the people who are living in the days immediately following the fall, the, as Adam and Eve's family expands, is that they would have been located near fresh water, which are these four major rivers, the Paishan, the, you know, the, and, and so forth. And, and, uh, and, Therefore, which way is, is Eden? Well, where's the water flowing from? You know, it's, it's uphill that way. They, 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 they all knew, they had to know where it was, but they couldn't get back because God had forbidden them from re-entering and there was this angel with a fiery sword and so forth. But they, you had to know where it was because the rivers all come from there. Is Eden still there? I don't think so. No, I really, really don't think so. And the ideal time to do it, well, for one thing, the rivers don't all come from one place anymore, but the ideal time to destroy Eden would be in the flood when everything changes. In fact, Moses simply gives, can I use the word modern if I'm talking about Moses? (laughs) Moses gives names that were for him modern names for these four rivers, but... Moses doesn't tell us what Adam and Eve's names were for the four rivers. You know, they, they may have been one, two, three, four, you know, or blue, green, blue, green, and green, blue. They might have, you know, who knows what the color, what the, what the names of the rivers were, you know, or John, Paul, George, and Ringo. You know, I don't know what the, what the names of the rivers were, but he calls them what? Tigris, Euphrates. The Pishon, and the other one is essentially the Nile. You know, this the the, the fourth river. 
but uh, but they do they all come you know they're they're not the rivers that we see that we know of today. Well, well, well we're we're getting there. A little bit of large catechism. On such a day of rest, and I'm here we're in the third commandment. On such a day of rest, since we can get no other opportunity, freedom and time be taken to attend divine service, so that we come together to hear and treat God's word, and then to praise God, to sing and to pray. So Luther's saying, when when Sunday when 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 your Sunday comes around, go to church. You know, spend it, spend some time there. It doesn't even have to be the whole day. Just spend an hour or two there. What is meant by keeping it holy? Nothing else than to be occupied in holy words, works, and life. For the day needs no sanctification for itself. For in itself it has been created holy from the beginning of the creation. It was sanctified by its creator. But God desires it to be holy to you. Therefore it becomes holy or unholy on your account, according as you are occupied on the same thing with things that are holy or unholy. So, if your job on our Sabbath day is to get the communion ware ready and to do the dishes after the Lord's Supper, are you helping God's people in some way and giving glory to God? Absolutely. You're doing a vital thing on that day. Um, Or are uh, are families that make the coffee and serve the coffee? Mm -hmm. Sure they are. That's not required for worship but and what about our families that are helping with music beautifying our service leading the congregation absolutely um that i i asked our staff today if because the new hymnal will require us to do a lot more chanting and so i i asked our staff today should we get a refresher course should we ask a music teacher or a, or, or, a, or a voice coach or somebody from the college to come down and give us all a little, like a refresher on chanting? Because our staff ministers have never had a class in chanting. And our pastors were taught about chanting in school. But for some of us, that was a long time ago. I mean, I was ordained in 99. That's going back a ways. And I remember most of what I was taught about chanting. You know, and I had a good vocal coach in high school and so forth, but maybe a refresher for one thing so that the whole staff is on the same page. You know, about what are we going to emphasize and do and where do you breathe and how do you hold a note and do we need to have a pitch pipe up front and things like that, you know. So, and there are certain things in, in chanting too where in the Psalms, there are a lot of dotted notes and things. Yeah. <laughs> and... Sometimes you get them wrong. And then is the congregation, some of the congregation, um, do they focus on that? Does that detract from their worship? Because it, some of the congregation. And so therefore I should try to, I I should strive for excellence so that I'm not distracting any segment of the congregation. You know, that and, and how am I going to pronounce often? You know, there are all kinds of things that we should all be on the same page about. And do I do? Do we all do this one way or the other way? You know, things like that. All right. Simply from the small catechism. Now, let's. Can we do this one together? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. What does this mean? We should fear and love God, that we do not despise preaching and His Word, but regard it as holy and gladly hear and learn it. And God's will for the Sabbath is a couple things here. Rest and worship, number one. 
listen and receive God's word, regard his word as holy and truth. There's a faith element. Believe it, trust it, share it with all people. And then God's will for worship is to be fed by preaching and teaching, to give God glory with worship and to confess and to sing and to pray, and to encourage each other, again, to confess and sing and pray and show up. What's more encouraging to, than to have your loved ones and neighbors show up at church? I think one thing um, is missing, tithing, you know, number two. Oh, and, uh, and also in our offerings. Yeah, offerings, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled that I leave my house on Sunday morning before my children wake up. As the services progress, I see all of them there. You know, I didn't tell them, I didn't, I didn't order them, I didn't threaten them. You know, I did what my wife taught me to do, and it was I left, I left money out on the stove and their envelopes. And they pack their envelope and come, you know, and, and do that. Uh, just one last slide. I know it's 3 o'clock and we've got kids to pick up. But the Sabbath day also proves the six-day creation. Since the Sabbath comes on the seventh day, not the seventh millennium or the seventh hour or the seventh anything else. You know, how long were the days of creation? Well, how long is the Sabbath day? It's a Sabbath day. You know, if the, if the, if the, if the, if the days of creation were millions of years long, then I should still be fishing. Because I get to have a million-year-long Sabbath day. However... The, the, the days of creation are 24 hours long. We saw that with evening and morning. The Sabbath day also is an evening and a morning. And the same day, the same word for day, is used in this context for both of the seventh days. So, the, 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 the Sabbath day. And you take a Sabbath day, and it was the seventh day. Both ways. The, the, same, the same word is used. Um, so, how long were the days of creation regular, roughly 24-hour days. Is it like a Jewish calendar day, like a start from the sundown to next sundown as a day? Sure, yeah. yeah. A valid way of calculating a day. Yeah. When does a day begin? You know, the, the Romans thought it was midnight, and we use Roman time that way, but then the Jews thought it was sundown, which also makes sense to me. But whichever, as long as you're consistent, it doesn't make much of a difference. You know, it would be confusing to me if it was like three in the afternoon or something. It, make, it makes more sense to me that the day switches either when I'm going to bed or while I'm asleep, you know, or something like that, or when I wake up, something like that. But why don't we close with a benediction? The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You've been listening to Invisible Church, the Bible study podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church, New Wall, Minnesota.